0: But we should talk about West Ham though. But we should talk they, about they West Ham. They're flying at the moment and they've got Europa League coming up and you know it's it's a tough fixture but I could see them getting something out of it.
1: Well, we've been speaking about the lack of substitutions that Frank Lampard made. I think it's been one of the key characteristics of West Ham's season is how reliant David Moyes has been on his key his core group of players. He rotates very rarely, um, as rarely as most managers that I see. Um, you talk about you know that midfield pairing of Sojak and Declan Rice. He's very hesitant to ever stray away from that unless it's completely necessary. Um, you know There, there, there is a, a, a small amount of adjustment that can be made. I mean, we see Mark Noble feature semi-regularly Nikola Vlasic get some game time, Yama Lanko. Of course, Vladimir Souffa has been out for a large portion of the season. But I think it's incredible that West Ham have achieved the results that they have considering how reliant they are uh, on this core group of players and they're somehow finding a way to keep up and I think it will be fascinating to observe if they can continue to do so for the final couple months of the season with the number of games that they're playing in Europe as well.
0: Well you talk about that European game which is coming up on Friday Uh, they're playing against Olympique Lyonnais which is a famous name of Champions League seasons past but at the moment they're ninth in Lyon and they've only won 2 of their last 5 games so they're not exactly in the best of form. I'd actually Fancy West Ham to to do something, you know. In the away leg, maybe not so much, but playing at home, they, they do pretty well. Um, you know, l- long gone are the days where you know the stadium change was seemingly cursed and West Ham couldn't win at home. They've they've settled in pretty well at, uh, at the Olympic Stadium.
1: Well, you'd argue that Sevilla would have been a bigger test than Leon, and they they overcame Sevilla. So, in in that sense, I think it's it's a fair argument. Of course, Pedro well, at Leon. Started really slowly, I seem to recall. Then picked up some form, and now it's kind of faltering yet again. So they they've been inconsistent at best, and they're one of those teams that has a lot a high squad turnover rate. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I I am inclined to agree. It feels like West Ham are, are more likely to win that than Leon, which is wild to say. I mean, this is a Leon side that that dumped out Man City from the Champions League a couple of years ago. So that, it's, it's an incredible turnaround in, in the short term. I mean, I know that West Ham get a lot of, well, well, some stick for the way that they find a way of winning games. They, they don't, you know, they're not man-citying this kind of thing. Or they, 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 they have a, it's, a, it's a, an effective, if not pretty way of, of winning the game.
0: Yeah, they tend to play a lot of balls into the channels for Antonio. They tend to play on the counter-attack a lot, rely on set pieces. You remember that season under Moyes where Sucek just scored every time they had a corner? It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not a pretty team to watch. I don't think they're maximizing Nikola Vlasic particularly um, when you see what he can do in a Croatia jersey. Uh, but, again, they it works for them. They're winning games and they're very difficult to break down. So when you've got those two players in Rice and Suchek sitting in front of the back four and then Suchek just arriving late in the box or coming forward for the set pieces, you know, and I'm a big fan of Jared Bowen as well. You know, he doesn't get much um, in terms of, you know, international acclaim or even international caps, shall we say, but uh, I would love to see him go to the World Cup.
1: The... I'm struck by, like, it feels like the way West Ham win games and score goals is low percentage. It feels like this can't, dare I say, they can't keep getting away with this. Like, like it feels like it keeps happening in, in a way that, that won't, that, that, that it should keep happening. But they do, and you, you talk about the quality they have from set pieces, how often they score from set pieces. I'm fairly sure that they've scored the most or the second most goals from set pieces this season. They're really solid at defending them. I mean, they've made Craig Dawson a an admirable Premier League defender, which is a strange thing that I didn't think would happen.
0: Yeah, it seemed like his Premier League career was over and then yeah. suddenly he's starting every game again. Um, you know, it's it just takes one manager to back you.
1: I was thinking, we speak about Man City as a team where the system outweighs the individuals, whereby, you know, you could mix and match whoever they've got on the bench and it would the, the machine would keep rolling on and they'd be fine. I wonder if West Ham are literally the antithesis of this. If if you take out some of those key players, I mean, where else are you going to find a Rice-Socek partnership? And I know it's, it's not, you know, it, it's not fluent, amazing, sexy football or anything, and it, it, it's strictly mm. effective. But the way that they've found this balance of players that Moyes is so hesitant to mix with, I think suggests that, you know, and credit to their recruiting because lots of these players weren't at the club five years ago. We talk about Jared Bowen, Ben Rama, Fornells, Socek, even like these are players who have been brought in and construct to to construct this team. And it's it's a really fine balance that you can't mess with much. because True.
0: And they've turned Mikel Antonio into a striker when he wasn't always. He was playing a right wing back not too long ago, which it seems unthinkable now when you look at the guy and you think that guy was built built to be a Premier League number nine, um, you know and. Well, maybe you know the build quality sometimes has a few issues when you look at his injury record. Yeah. But uh, well, when he's in the team, is is a force of nature. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you're right in that they have certain key players that you couldn't, they wouldn't be the same without. Particularly that Rice suchek partnership. That's why they've been so hesitant to sell Rice, and they put mm-hmm. such, you know, an over the top price tag on. He said you know it'll take a hundred million plus to to pry him from from West Ham, which is a preposterous figure when you look at comparable players around Europe. Yeah, but. What he means to that team, you know, he's more important to West Ham than he would be to say Chelsea. Going back to where he, you know, he came through the youth academy.
1: Absolutely, and I and I mean, it it creates this really weird dynamic. Where I don't know about you, Josh, but consistently, when I've seen West Ham this season, they don't, they're not. It feels like they shouldn't be winning these games. Like, I mean, if we Mm. use the Everton game as an example, just they. I've got no idea how they won. Well, the last half an hour is a different story. Yeah. But but how were they two one up in the first place? I don't understand. And that that's actually not an Everton thing. That's the thing that West Ham keep doing. They do, they do keep it constantly jamming goals from a set piece or from something. Are like
0: they that. are they kind of like England's Atletico Madrid? Quite
1: yeah, quite possibly. There's a, there's
0: an element to that where the I guess the ability to pinch a goal on the counter-attack and yeah. play well as an underdog um, and, you know, almost leave teams feeling aggrieved and uh, at the injustice of what they've just suffered. That that seems to be a habit that mm. they they make of this. So Absolutely. And dominance offset pieces as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't think we'd be comparing David Moyes to Ciolo Simeone, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. I reckon David Moyes could rock the black tie, <laughs> black shirt. It's you just, know,
0: you know, it's, it's all about, it's all, it's, Cholo Simeone, he's got the the looks, he's got the accents. You know, if David Moyes uh, had that, you know, that kind of uh, aura and mystique and he wasn't, you know, a dour Scotsman, then uh, perhaps we'd be talking about him in a different way.
1: <laughs> the dour Scottish version of Cholo Simeone, David Moyes. Yeah, no, that's right. Look, so, yeah, I, I think, I think that was a fairly... Comprehensive mm. analysis? Maybe, wow. maybe, I'm being yeah. too generous. Let's, you know,
0: we'll <laughs> leave it up to you at home if you thought that was comprehensive <laughs> or not. But that uh, was
1: an analysis of
0: sorts. It was definitely an analysis. It-